0: he shoots he draws is sponsored by the westcott rapid box switch isn't it time you made the switch do it today at www.fjwescott.com backslash switch
1: welcome to the he shoots he draws podcast the show about photography and design with your hosts glenn dewis and dave clayton Hello and welcome back to He Shoots, He Draws. I know we say it every week, but sometimes there's new listeners. So it's it's me, Dave, and my co-host, my best mate. Yeah, I'm back with you this week. I know, hello. Got, <laughs> kind of. I, I'm kind of rec- with you this week. Yeah, I recognised you when you came on the screen. I thought, <laughs> I know that fella. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the dream team is back. Um <laughs> here we are with another episode and it's been a really interesting week because uh God, has it? Let's chat about what we've done. So the beginning of the week, I'm gonna you tell this because you sorted this one out.
0: It yeah, quite quite an incredible week. It's been a bit of a whirlwind. Um and I think there's definitely two names, certainly in my bucket list that have been ticked off that we've been able to kind of meet up oh, and hang out with. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but long story short, we were, both Dave and me, were in Swindon, Dave's hometown, uh, and we were at an event which was where a guy called Mark Billingham, who's known as Billy Billingham, he's ex-SAS, uh, Regimental Sergeant Major within the SAS, he's a star of Channel 4's SAS Who Dares Wins, we actually got to uh, hang out with him on um Blimey, what day was it now? Wednesday? Wednesday, 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 yeah. Wednesday evening, photographing him we on stage. We were behind the scenes. We are hanging out in the bar afterwards, having pizza, just chilling out. And that was just amazing. What an amazing, amazing event. I'm so happy with the pictures that I took of him as well. And what it a was, nice guy. What a thoroughly nice guy, but incredibly hard. I would yeah, not... There's yeah, mess- not- <laughs> no way
1: would I mess with him. I thought, um, if I look at him funny, he could probably kill me with his handshake. <laughs>
2: But I Somehow. mean, it was
0: it was brilliant. He was he <laughs> yeah. was everything that I wanted him to be. I mean, it, we talked afterwards in the bar, didn't we, about saying that you know you, you don't have your heroes, but you really do have people you admire. Yeah. And regardless of the TV kind of, it's becoming a it's becoming a very much a kind of. Um, a household name now but yeah. even without that you think about what he's done in his long military career i think they said 18 19 years in the sas yeah the stuff that he's done and then going on to be an a-list celebrity bodyguard with people like clint eastwood michael Caine, tom cruise brad, brad pitt. pitt angelina jolie i mean he's done some incredible stuff so to be able to hang out and chat with him just on a normal ground level down you know just normal conversation was just just brilliant. But then to top it all, who else comes along? Bear Grylls. <laughs> so so we're hanging out with Bear Grylls behind stage. And what a nice guy he was. He didn't get to chat with him as much. But, you know, we were there. We were chatting. He said hello. We said a few kind of words. I know you had a chat with him as well at the bar and in the, in the yeah. hotel afterwards. We had his photo taken with him. But it was just normal, wasn't it? There was none of this kind of like um stardom. No, just no normal people but just do who do incredible things so and the yeah. respect
1: they had for each other as well it was really nice watching yeah. billy and bear talking to each other it's like what conversations do, can they must have i know i know <laughs>
0: conversations that we can't be party to for obvious reasons i know
1: um but i mean that that was amazing what was funny was the fact that i mean the talk was brilliant there are. so billy is still doing the tour Mm -hmm. so uh look google it look it up do billy billingham uh check out his tour see where he is because he's still got a few dates left um but definitely get along and also he's been doing a lot of charity work in haiti and he had a charity for that so you'll see on his website but um yeah just the just incredibly
0: motivating tour yeah
1: the things he i I was saying to um to my lad who's, who's come home today that he was asking about it and I said it's really funny because there's obviously a lot they can't talk about but he's still telling stories and I said and the way he told the story made you fill in the gaps really Mm. well because it'd be we were in some such and such country with um, some people who are being naughty and we had to stop them being naughty and it was just so (laughs) god yeah what he said and we're the same age and I was thinking man you know what he's seen when I think I'm having a hard day yeah. I think that you know, bit-
0: utmost utmost respect for folks like him that have have got to the I mean, they are the best in the world when it comes to special yeah. forces. And it's just complete and utter admiration. But I did make me laugh. I mean, there was loads of things that he said, which you just literally just split in when you you know, side when yeah. you're laughing. But I remember one of the things he was talking about, the Iranian embassy siege. Yes. And he, do you remember when he said about, he showed a picture of it, and he said, the size of that balcony would be the size of a Tesco's car park if all the people who said they'd been there had been.
2: Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs>
0: It's just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So, but I mean, a massive thank you to Mark Llewellyn as well for kind of, because it was, I mean, the story, just to so people who, if people don't know, the reason this has all happened was because I, uh, way back, photographed the World War II veteran, Ted Owens, and a mutual friend at the time was Mark Llewellyn. And we I got to know Mark because of the Ted, uh, and me and Mark have just become friends. And obviously then Mark has said, look, you should come along to one of the talks that Billy's doing. And I think I'd love to do that. And next thing you know, we're there, me and you are there, we're photographing him, we video the whole event. Yes. We're gonna create a show reel when we get back from Normandy, we're gonna be putting together the show reel that Billy will be using. I mean it's just brilliant. Loved it, what a week. Yeah. And then the next night yeah. missed, Mr. Bond <laughs> <laughs> Yeah <laughs> the next night I was in a tuxedo because I was a guest, I was the guest speaker for the uh, British Army photographers. Uh, based at uh, the well, the units teach out of RAF Cosford, and these are the, the guys that go around the world photographing combats, uh, you know, the conflict, sorry, and uh, you know, dignitaries and all this kind of stuff. So, to be a guest speaker at their events, and then to go on to be part of the full regimental dinner in the evening when they're all in their number one dress and I'm in my tuxedo, it was an incredible experience. And then to be presented with a plaque when you kind of made an honorary member of the unit was yeah. just wow. Are, are, are just an incredible you know a pinch me experience so yeah I'm oh, yeah it's been a, it's been one hell of a week
1: you scrubbed that well mate so it just goes <laughs> to show when these episodes are just me and Glenn. you know we're not sitting on our backsides we're keeping a little bit busy and I, I, I think it's been a pretty busy week for you so uh, so the following evening I got the chance to go and speak to someone who in my world in the design world uh i really admire it's somebody who who also is lives a life of constantly under nda um his name's paul shipper now i will explain in the episode i do explain in the episode how i got to know paul and it was just through a random conversation with a mutual friend but turns out paul lives 20 minutes away from me um uh, you know and this guy he's at comic-con in july where alan will be shooting um, yeah, he, he gets to travel the world. He's met, he's here. In fact, you are hear in the story that I, I I likened it to. So, imagine someone starting out in photography, and if they just leave uni, they they want to be a photographer, and the first person they ever get to visit is Annie Leibovitz. He had that equivalent experience in the world that he ended up being in. So we go through the whole story of how he started and, and little lessons he learned. And it was just a really lovely chat. And we meant it to be for an hour. It went on probably one of our longest episodes, but it didn't feel like it. Um, and we could have talked about it a lot more, but it really was good fun. And, you know, if you want to see his work, just Google the name Paul Shipper.
0: Do you know what you say? If you want to see his work, I pretty much guarantee that if ever you've seen a movie poster, you probably have seen his work. Exactly, I mean, it's just incredible stuff. The stuff that you kind of linked in, because I've seen you've been doing some graphics to sort of announce that this episode's coming. Yeah. Seen that one, seen that one, seen that one. Yeah. It's like, wow, really good stuff. But for that, those who don't know, those listeners who, who, um, who aren't kind of savvy with some sort of abbreviations that we might use occasionally, NDA. Dave said NDA. For those who yes. don't know, that means non-disclosure agreements. And these are kind of contracts that you sign when you're working with people or certain companies where the thing you're dealing with can't be made public just yet, and you're basically yeah. signing your life away to say, "I promise not to say a word, because if I do, you'll take <laughs> my house off me."
1: Um, Pretty much, yeah, yeah. So that's basically it, an NDA. <laughs> yeah. So I did joke with him in the interview at the end. You'll hear that, but no, it was such a one of my favourite people I've ever interviewed. Just one of those really lovely people who loves what he does, um doesn't take it for granted. He's not a big I am. He's not, you know, I'm I'm bigger than the stars. He's very humble. Um, and I really appreciated they he allowed me into his home. I sat in his studio and all the t- I said to him, all the time I'm sitting there trying to focus on him and keep on track with the questions. And all around the room are just these iconic, original images. Wow. You know, the, the, it was just, it just for me, it was like Kidna Toy Shop.
0: Well, well, I have not listened to it, bizarrely, and this will sound weird when this is now an episode that's gone live. I haven't actually listened to this yet and I'm the one that edits it. So I you now that once we've finished this intro, I'm going to go and edit it and listen to it. Um, you enjoy it. I am really looking forward to it because it's the kind of work that you think. Oh, when I was doing the compositing, that was the kind of stuff you dreamed of being able to do. I mean, it is yeah. seriously, seriously good stuff. So, Dave, I mean, get this is yours. I'm just glad to be part of the intro. Yes. I'm going I'm to hand this over to you so you can bring this in in the usual okay. way
1: before i do all right just want to say next week's episode if you're sticking with us um next week's episode will be a dave and glynn episode we are on the road we're gonna have one of our infamous we're both in the same room chats um so that'll be next week's and then we've got another episode coming up the week after good to go that i think you'll enjoy that that will be really interesting it's someone who's been listening to our podcast for a while who kind of agrees with our rants oh, and it was, it, it was good having a really good chat with him because he came up with some really interesting stuff but for now this week's episode is all about Paul so I'm just going to say Paul who are you? Uh,
3: my name is Paul Shipper and I'm a freelance illustrator who works in entertainment mostly. I do movie posters, blu-ray covers, book covers, magazine covers to name a few things. that 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 just
1: sounds so like (laughs) that's really but when so for anyone who's listening um firstly before you carry on listening just google pool Shipper so that at least you've got on your screen some of the work that paul's done because like a lot of artists and authors and illustrators and even photographers is you you sometimes know the work but you don't know the person behind the work right and I knew all of, you know, I knew a lot of your work, and I was a big Drew Struzan fan as well, being an '80s child, which we go on to. Yeah. Um, but I actually discovered you through a friend of mine, um, and I'll give him a shout out, it was <laughs> Russell Purdy, and uh, because he bought a book in one day when we, we were working together, and said, "Oh, you should see this guy's artwork. He does his film posters. His name's Paul, and he lives in Minty. And in fact, Russell's done the poster for the music festival."
2: Oh, really? Like, yeah. Minty music. Yeah. Festival. Is wow. it, or uh, pe- it Minty? Oh, Minty. People say, it.
3: my mum always calls it Minty, but. Minty, Minty, round Around here, I, I think it's Minty. I right. might be wrong. Okay. And then up the road, there's a place that's spelt like. It's spelled L E I G H, and I would presume that would L-E. be Lee. Yeah. But no. They call it Lie. <laughs> I don't know why. I'll tell you what. She I'll swallowed a that. fly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what about that in Nottingham okay. later, but okay. we'll do it off air. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so Russell showed me this book that you'd put together like a portfolio Mm. bit of work. And that's when I started to sort of look a bit further into the work that you've done. Because one of the things I wanted to ask you was, obviously people see those posters and I know you've met Drew and we will talk about (laughs) him. But you get that thing where like, that's a Drew Struzan. Mm. And now you're at a point where, do you think you're at a point where people
3: now can go, that's a Paul Shipper? I mean, i'd I'd like to think so, but I mean, Drew. I mean, drew's has been a huge influence on on my life choices and yeah. my influence on how I visualize aesthetically a what a film poster is. Yeah. So, um, I you know, I think. I mean, if if put it this way, I think if Drew and I were given the same job they would be completely different yeah the outcome would be completely different and so there is a difference and it's mostly in probably the ideas when it comes to composition or you know those choices yeah whereas the finish you know the aesthetic that drew uh, lent his hand to which just blows me away I'm constantly inspired by his work even today yeah that aesthetic is something that's a feeling that I want to try and put into my composition. So it's, it's like a, it's a visual feeling. Yeah. So, I, and I want people to, that hopefully people will see you and get that feeling back. The feeling that I once had seeing his work when yeah. I was growing up and it inspired me and it made me love movies even more. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, that's, if there's anything that I hope is happening is that maybe when a, something I do comes out, people get that that warm fuzzy feeling yeah and and that that, that's all I could ask for but yeah Yeah. I mean if people are starting to see um some work and they, they they're recognizing it as mine which is happening but it's not on a I don't think it's on a grand scale but um, and, and a lot of the movie companies, they don't really want to associate always who the illustrator might be. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, sometimes. So, yeah. So they, they don't like to promote the the fact that someone might have had a hand in making something. Yeah. So that makes it difficult for anyone who's interested in this sometimes to find out. But it's <laughs> podcasts like this that help. Yeah. And, you know, we have our own websites and we, we're able to share things on social media from time to time and... And and uh, so people get to see who's behind things eventually. But, um, and I've had the the nice uh, experience of working on projects where they've welcomed the idea of you know, and they pick you for a specific reason. Yeah, and they want to tell people who did it.
2: Yes, yeah, it's nice to be associated. Yeah, with and the, now. they
3: you know because they've chosen, you know, they've chosen the director because of this reason. They've yeah. chosen the cinematographer because they're good at what they do or, you know, the composer is, it's a, a, uh, important choice in filmmaking. And then, <clears throat> you know, thankfully sometimes the poster is too. Yeah. So if, if someone chooses you for a particular job and they, they want to promote that fact that, you know, we've picked this person because of this reason, then I think that's, I, I personally think that's how it should be because uh, you're representing their film. Yes. And they've, you know, whoever it might be, a, a, an artist, a designer, but they picked that person for that reason because they know that that person can represent what they're trying yeah, to Yeah, I know what you mean. what they're trying to tell, what story they're trying to tell in a single image yeah. that will help promote the film. An artwork as well. I've noticed a huge shift getting more back
1: into the illustrative side of, of things that I do is the artwork now is part of the film experience. You know, back in the day, I know you're on another podcast. We were talking about our experience of going into the old video shops and you'd ask for the poster when yeah. it's, when they're finishing with it. And, and, and some of them weird cause they, they're reverse printed. So you
3: get the backwards print. So
1: it's almost like a double.
3: Yeah. Well, double the, the reason for, I mean, the reason for that is for backlit uh, right. cinema displays. So if you had a single sided poster with a light going through it would just it'll wash it out right so by having it printed in reverse so it matches when the light goes through it's a lot richer the yeah. color that's that's the reason for the double-sided so I poster.
1: went for them yeah the double-sided it, poster is always the,
3: <laughs> but if even
1: you can get one but even the video ones like the video shop even the cardboard cutouts everything I used to go in and just be like yeah get get your name in and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and get yeah. it but now it, it is a big part of of the film is um, I know recently when the Star Wars films came out um, a guy we I don't know if you know Dan Mumford yeah know, uh, that Dan. Dan, Dan and I lived in lived in Rickmansworth right. together and uh, yes these little small worlds in this yeah, in this yeah. industry and um, oh it's these
3: uh, the posters the, the that posters. you get pick up after yeah. you've seen the movie and you have
1: to go in on certain days yeah. to get <laughs> you the have set of posters every week for
2: four weeks yeah. to get them all
1: and I got I got a full set before Dan did <laughs> wow <laughs> but it was, it's part of that experience. It's yeah. going along and then it is, you know, it's a Paul shipper or it's a Dan Mumford mm. or, you know, whoever else is doing it.
3: Yeah. Like, um, you know, cakes and comics, uh, you know, he's, he's doing some, he's done, it does stuff for Avengers all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and with Odeon. And so Odion Odeon have been really promoting an artist alongside the movie, which is fantastic. Yeah. And you just don't see that very much, you know, and i think it's great for a cinema uh company a cinema chain to like acknowledge that you know this is helping with the promotion of the film or you know just in celebration of the film it's like an extra added thing and that's that's lovely to see yeah yeah and now that's spreading out into
1: music Mm. and books yeah and that the, the that artistry is spreading out across a brand so like we say it's an experience it's mm. a film it's the dvd it's the blu-ray it's the still book it's the book of the film yeah true have you started to find obviously we're talking about movie posters mm. but ha- over the course of you of the work have you found a bigger shift now more to the non-film poster coming from the film poster if that makes sense so you, you know are you moving have you moved more into music or have you started to do more book covers and not
3: intentionally but there there is lately been a bit of an insurgence from the music industry that I've noticed just through getting work from uh you know people like people like Muse yeah. for example who wanted an illustrated artwork for their you know for their album and uh and I just did a poster for a teaser poster for a an opera the valkyrie uh, yeah in, in, in singapore and uh you know it's like new artwork for for that and and recently a music magazine just got in touch with a with me to do a cover for a magazine which i just finished a couple of days ago yeah and um and I've always had an affinity to the mu- music industry as well as the film industry. Um, I mean, music is something that, you know, makes my world go around almost as much, if not the same as the movies. Uh, I'm always listening to music. Um, the, in particular film scores is a big say hobby you listen of mine to soundtracks <laughs> yeah. while you're working <laughs> it's a big hobby of mine and uh you know I've I've had the opportunity to work on a few album covers for soundtracks which has been nice um over the years and um and work recently with a soundtrack company called which is called La La Land yeah and they just they just produced a documentary where they needed artwork which was a documentary called King Cohen yeah and it's all about Larry Cohen.
1: Oh, okay, I saw which that is post
3: unfortunately unfortunately now the late Larry Cohen. Yeah. As we 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 actually lost him now this just earlier this year. But uh that was, you know, illustration is is got a place again. Yes. After a bit of a hiatus um with as Frank Darabont might say with the big heads and the you know <laughs> The gap ads type style <laughs> things, so yeah, I think it's it's making its way back, and it I, you know in a lot of ways it's made its way back.
1: Yeah, because
3: I know when I was growing up, um, I mean
1: Drew's work, John Alvin, those posters were like day to day. But I always I also loved artwork from things like Looking and mm-hmm. TV action and the the old Carry On films. Yeah. There were some great artists, but I had to research to find out who they were because I knew the artwork. Um, you, you, you just grew up with it, yeah. And you, but at the time, you don't really, you don't really. It's not you don't care who it is, you don't think about who it mm. is, you just take it for granted. You buy, look in the front cover is Star Wars or Susie Quattro, yeah, yeah. and the randomness of what these <laughs> artists were doing. And then when you sort of look into it, they were a small team. It was maybe one guy doing all of the artwork right, right but it was all tradition that's what I love about going back to the early stuff is when you look at like I mean you were 90, 1997 yes you go and visit drew I did that's the same year you left university it is that to me is like someone leaving uni to do photography and gets to go round Annie Leibowitz's house <laughs> on their first scene he's like <laughs>
3: you go so high so hard. <laughs> well I um me and Drew was, I, I, I didn't ever imagine it was going to be a possibility. Um, but there was, when I was at art college, so between like 92 and 94, my art tutor in my pre-foundation course, who actually was one of my art teachers from a school I used to go to. Right. And we got we were, you know, he, he was wonderful. His name was John Warmisham. And he he was into, he was quite heavily into um, computer art and, yeah. and being inspired by technology. And and at that moment in my life, I, I dabbled a little bit, but I was more into the traditional kind of, you know, paint, paper, yeah. pencils. And he had this book and he wanted to show me an article in this magazine, which was called Step-by-Step Graphics. And so he stopped me in the hall, in the hallway of the art college, and said, "Oh, Paul, look at this. You, you're not going to believe what the computers are now. They're simulating real media. It's amazing. Yeah. Take a look at this." And he showed me this article. As he was flicking through the book, something caught my eye, and it was it was something from Star Wars, and it was definitely something from Drew Struzan. Right. And I, and I was like, "Just go back a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and he flicked through again, and couldn't find it. He said, don't worry about it. You take it. You have a read of it and just give it me back later. Yeah. So I took it away and um, and, I, and I combed through it to try and find it. Did I imagine this? Anyway, I found this image, which was of a painting that Drew did called the Star Wars, the first 10 years. Right. And this magazine... Had it was called step by step graphics for a reason because it gave you step by step information on how Drew painted. Yeah. So up to this point, really, I was experimenting myself and trying to figure out how he did what he did. Yeah. Because it was like magic. It was like magic.
1: was no command Z.
3: No, I mean, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> but this the, just to see how he did it was amazing. But the funny thing was, I I never gave the book back. <laughs> I've still got it, <laughs> and um the I would read it or I just look at it. I read it cover to cover and yeah. you know. And then, you know, one day I just happened to look cuz I didn't read the very back always. It's like the index or mm. but I I looked to the back and he said about contributors to the <laughs> to the magazine. And it said, "Drew Struzan, and he had his <laughs> address and right. and, he, and his fax number and phone. It might have been a phone number as well. So,
1: for you young listeners a fax. fax. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is how. This is how old we are. Yeah, we communicated <laughs> by by written word through a machine. <laughs> yes, through the telephone lines. Yeah. It was weird. Um, before email, before any of that, um, so I, I I contemplated writing to him to say, you know. Do you have any advice for an illness you know an upcoming person yeah. who wants to do what you do and how do I get into the industry blah 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 And then one year I finally plucked up the courage and I wrote him a nice letter and and he and I and then you know I was still of I don't know how old, I was still living at home I don't know how old I would have been 90 so 23 97. 97? No, I wasn't that no. old. No, no, this was before. Oh, right. This was before. This would have been like 19... This would be 1995, maybe. Oh, okay. So I was probably 17. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not good at maths. No. Anyway, uh, so uh, I sent him the fax from my mom and dad's fax machine. <laughs> and then I went out with my friends for the evening. And I came back and on my bed was a reply fax, a sheet of paper on my bed <laughs> <laughs> that my mom had put there. because are <laughs> well, a analog. Well, and it was a typed reply from Drew. And, and, and it was, I, mean, I couldn't believe he'd replied the same day. And it was signed by Drew at the bottom, which I've still got the fax. I was going to ask you. Yeah, I've still got the fax. And uh, it, it was kind of exciting and depressing at the same time. Okay, and he he would he said things like, "Oh, you know, he's the last of the great poster artists that we ever were, and the, the computers have taken all the, you know, the work away, pretty yeah. much." But he said it in a way that was kind of quite poetic, which you know he's actually yeah. uh, he's he's very soft spoken and very. I watched his documentary. Yeah, and yeah. and and so he put it in a very poetic way. But one one bit of the uh, reply was, uh, it was almost a, a quote from scripture which said, "Keep knocking until the door is open to you." Right. And so that stuck with me for, I and mean, you know, yeah, I, I, it still pops in my head. And which basically means, if it's something you really, really want to do, just no matter what he's telling you, yeah, you know, just don't give up. No and that's a great advice for anyone who's doing something they love yeah don't let anyone tell you you can't do it no these days it's all instant uh, but you realize it, if yeah you, if you
1: treated then like we do now mm. with i need an instant reply to everything yeah. you would have given up yeah that's probably true
3: but you just don't give up no matter what happens if it's something that you feel strongly about yeah you know so that was incredible, and then it, a couple of years later, after graduating from university, um, a friend, my my best friend and I, he was a graphic design uh, student who just graduated, and I was an illustration student who just graduated from Manchester, and we were like, oh, we should just do something, you know, let's go on a let's go to America. We both wanted to go on our own to America, so we uh, we organized the trip with the company called Trek America and we went around the West coast. And when I looked at the itinerary, we had, we get there one, this one day, then we have a free day before the trip starts. And the first thing I thought of was, I wonder, we could, maybe we could just, I could fax Drew again and just see if he was around and we could go and say hello and meet him. (laughs) <laughs> so I, and again faxing someone yeah faxing it someone that again. You, you don't just walk up to a fax machine you got to find a place where there's a fax yeah. and then you've still got to wait for the reply yeah so, yeah. so I, I wrote a nice letter explaining that we were two art students who had just graduated and he remembered me hopefully yeah. from the previous message a couple of years prior and then uh and uh yeah he wrote back I told him what we were doing. We're going on a trip. Yeah. You know, at the beginning of the trip, we have this window of a day and uh, he wrote back with a hand, a handwritten fax this time saying that, yeah, he'd love to see us if, if, you know, to give him a call when we arrived, make sure he's available. Yeah. You know, no promises that it was going to happen, but, uh, that's, that's pretty much how that happened. And, and so as soon as I got to the hotel in LA off the plane, I made the call. To yeah. drew and i was shaking i was shaking i was like so nervous yeah and i dialed the numbers with my hands shaking <laughs> and then uh he answered the phone i think yeah, i think he answered the phone uh, it wasn't his wife and then uh yeah he just said so how i can't do an impression of yeah, yeah. I, I but he just said you know so have you got a car and i said no. He we said, well, I don't know how you're going to get here then. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know, but I'm going to find a way. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. I mean, we were,
3: we were poor, like students. Yeah. We put all our money that we'd saved up in this trip. And so we had a, not very much to play with, but, uh, I found a taxi company that an airport shuttle. Yeah. This is a long story, isn't it? But no, nice. No, it's good. It, it went from, uh, from hotel to hotel and all, I mean, we, we got in the, we had a day and we got in the, the, I think in the taxi in the early morning and it was like nearly lunchtime by the time we made it to wow. Drew's house. Um, but we made it. And I said to the guy, Oh, you know, we're going to need to lift back. So do you have a card and we can call you when we're finished and you could pick us up? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. And so the taxi driver gave me the card yeah, and I was like, great. So we, know, we can get back. <laughs> and so, uh, knocked on the door of Drew's house, which is beautiful. Um, his house was painted black wow. it was, I remember this it was quite vivid like the green of the trees against the black of the house was just amazing and it was just like I'd not seen I don't think I'd ever seen a black house at that time and uh, was, that was like my first impression and knocking on the door and his wife answered and you know we said who we were and they were expecting us and we went through the house to his studio in the back garden and he was working on um a piece for Jurassic Park The Lost World at the yeah. t- at that moment. And uh yeah, I mean just such vivid memories from that day still, and it was just like twenty two years ago yeah. now. Um and meeting him there and but what oh a God. great what a great start. So it's like, you it's know. So good. I
1: learned to play guitar, first person meet is Keith Richards or
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Annie Leibowitz It's yeah. such a what an inspiration though. Well, yeah. as Well, I was so uh, I mean, for Drew to, he he gave so much time that yeah. day to us that afternoon. Um, we were there pretty much, I can't remember exactly what time, but it was around five, maybe six o'clock, maybe by yeah. the time we left. And, uh, and uh, you know, after spending such lovely time with him, and I had my portfolio with him, I wanted yeah. to show him some of my work. And, you know, he gave me some comments, and I remember him saying, um, Oh, I can see you've had a good teacher, meaning uh, himself. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he's you know he said really nice things, which you know I did not expect him to say. Oh, no, I know mean, that documentary about him. I'm, I'm gonna. It's on
1: DVD because I've got a copy of it in the end. But I it's can't also, believe how like how
3: unassuming he is mm, about what he does. Yeah, no, he's 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 in, he's inspired a lot of people through his work, which has been. Um, you know, absolutely incredible. People are going to
1: talk about you like this one day, Paul. Oh, They're going to be saying, "I remember this
3: time I I, I messaged him and I said could I come <laughs> in and do a podcast?'" <laughs> the funny, I I because I, I when I was at university, I did look into a bit of illustri- the history of illustration yeah. a little bit, and and it, you know, I'd heard about who not, Norman Rockwell was and I'd seen his work, and and I was like, f- and then the knock-on effect of looking into Norman Rockwell, I found out about uh, J.C. Leyendecker, yeah. And so and I did loads of research and I was like blown away by his work and I could see the inspiration from you know from him to not from Norman Rockwell's work in yeah it's in like a blend
1: plays. it's like they take there's a percentage of it and then that person yeah style yeah and and
3: I know and I was like and then I could see I mean when drew was doing his early illustration stuff they'd asked it to be in the, this JC Leyendecker style sometimes yeah. so when I saw Leyendecker stuff I was like well drew is in Influenced by, like Line Decker and and Norman Rockwell, and it's like this line, this lineage yeah. of of American illustration, which totally excited me. You know, from the early from the like late eighteen hundreds to today, and yeah. it's like wow, amazing. So um, and then hearing stories or reading about how Norman Rockwell was such a fan of Line Decker's that he would like follow him around. Oh wow. And, and to the point of stalking. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, I, and then when I read that, I was like, well, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about me, like, not stalking, Drew, but kind of, you know, f- trying, to, trying to follow in his footsteps yeah. in some way. But I
1: don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I know, I've said to a lot of people, um, like, my boss, my boss always kind of ridicules me a little, in, a, in a nice way. He's like, you know everybody. <laughs> it's like, well, only because... There's a way of wanting to meet. If you want to meet someone, there's a way of doing it, and there's a respectful way of doing it. Rocking up at someone's house on, on you know, if someone just came knocking at your door now, and suddenly wants to be in this room, you don't know who they are, mm. what they want, what their intention is. Yeah. So there's a way of doing that, and if the person is like Drew, and and I've experienced it with a few people, is. They're just nice people who do a, who, who are good at something. Mm. They like the company, but a lot of people. It's like going into a pub and not talking to the girl because she's too good looking, yeah. and actually she probably would want you to go over and talk. But you have that thing: if you don't ask, you don't get. That's and, true. and but there's a, definitely a way of asking. Mm. Um, you saying about those artists, I actually wrote them down from one of the podcasts, and I went and had a look at their work. Oh yeah, uh, it was Ro- uh, Richard Amsall, mm. Roger Castle, Bob Peak, and, and Bob's book is so hard to get. But I found, a ja- book. I found a Japanese version that's about 50 quid. Oh, really? Uh, it's the same book. Yeah. It's in Japanese. Right. But it's that big white. Yeah. I'm just totally getting that. Okay. Um, JC Leyendecker, Norman Rockwell, and Robert McGuinness was another yeah. one as well. Oh, yeah, and
3: it, he's a nice look, And it wasn't nice
1: until I saw too. Looking Through, and you can see kind of that each one's got a different style. Yeah. But the familiarity of it was, oh, yeah, that used to be on those paperbacks yeah. or... And, and I love that the Rockwell ones, there's a book of the, the original
3: photographs. Yeah, well, he worked a lot from reference of yeah. photographs, you know. And, I mean, it's just, which is the way a lot of us do it today. Yeah. You know, it's still there. Um, the techniques that they use, some, some used projection techniques. Yeah. Some used grids grids to get things down. I know Linedecker used a lot of grids uh, when he was working. Um you know, and Drew used a projector to project his images. Right. And um, yeah, it's just it's all part of the evolution. I mean, and the you know, I I'm traditionally taught. I, I work can work traditionally, but I adopted the computer about twenty odd years ago yeah. as a way of getting more work because clients were asking. But didn't for you lie, it? or someone asked, was it Penguin asked you? Yeah, you said, Penguin books. Did they they? they saw cuz i had a little web this is like the early oh the late 90s and the and so there was you know people had little portfolio websites and they were very basic and i had one that i kind of put together myself and it had photos of my paintings and stuff mm. and there was no digital work as far as i can remember and uh they i got an email from penguin saying oh we we've, we've got this series for gunsmoke that we're going to do mm. and we want it to be like a painted illustrated you know yeah. type movie poster style thing and we think you might be able to do it for us and and then i said oh that's good and they said do you work digitally and i said
2: yeah yeah it's
3: like the accent, it says of course. of course i can ride a horse yeah yeah I oh, good because yeah. you're in a cowboy film yeah, oh. yeah. Mm, <laughs> exactly well it was a cowboy book cover and uh so i i as soon as i got the go-ahead on the job i went out and frantically bought a copy of coral painter yeah and a Wacom on tablet a small kind of Wacom tablet just to practice on
2: yeah
3: and uh within a couple of like i i had a bit of time on this project which was good i think i had like two months to to kind of they, they their lead time was fairly good for yeah. publishing which Enough was time nice to learn the software yeah so i had a bit of time to play i so in two, within two weeks i'd taken my knowledge of the, tr- the traditional and 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 use that in a way in the so I, I worked on it the same way like mm. you know with the image and the drawing the underdrawing and the painting and the finishing over the top and so it's a sim- it was a similar strategy but digital yeah in in layers yeah and uh, and it some and it kind of worked and then uh, so they I they I did uh, I did it for I did it once I was felt like <laughs> I could do it I. Uh, did the cover I sent it in and they just loved it they were really yeah. happy I was like oh that was that was quite painless yeah and mm. then they asked me to do another one and another one I think we did four or five f- yeah for that series or something um and the other thing back then is
1: software wasn't cheap and hardware wasn't cheap no you so needed a, I had, was...
3: luckily I had an iMac um which was a uh, one of those it was the, it was the special edition irma the grey the grey see-through back yeah and so i had that and then you know i then you know usb for the wacom thing so that i didn't have to buy a new computer thankfully at that moment yeah. but the yeah the software was was a bit of a setback especially when you're not earning lots of money um i can't remember how much it was maybe a couple hundred pounds yeah. but that's a lot still a lot of money. <laughs> it felt like a lot yeah and um yeah, so it's a bit of an outlay. So I used Painter for quite a while, and I, but I'd still do layouts in Photoshop. Right. So you know, I tried doing layouts in Painter, and it's like it was very painful to mm. try and use it as a a compositional tool. Yeah. Uh, whereas Photoshop just felt a lot more um, fluid to me. Yeah, it's more fit for purpose. I yeah, think, it Photoshop. was totally that. I mean, and then. To, I know, and eventually Photoshop. I don't know how they had brushes, but they weren't brushes that would—they weren't Carl's brushes. They weren't Carl Webster <laughs> no. brushes. Um, so you know, so I sort of tried them and like well, they're no good. Yeah, for what I want, and I can't design a brush. I don't know how you do that. Right. Yeah. So I, I over the years tried lots of different software to to try and emulate real media. Mm. You know, and, and those was... There was A number of them I tried out and and stuck with for a while, and then one day I saw someone selling Photoshop tools, brush tools, yeah, preset type stuff, and I was like, well, these look good. These are and it was part of a bundle of other things as a trial, yeah, and I was like, all right, well, it's not a big outlay, it's not expensive. Mm. And, I did, and it was Kyle T Webster brushes yeah and so i tried them and like these are really good these are like this is kind of what i wanted, wanted yeah, it it's to more be like in the traditional first place media and i don't need another application i can just go straight, do it all in one now yeah so it was kind of a it was a, a a a path that i just kind of went down and it just sort of found itself eventually yeah but um it was those brushes that changed my Way of working digitally, yeah. you know, that, that really helped with the, uh, the 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 flow the flow the workflow. Yeah, you know, the, the the workflow was all all of a sudden more streamlined, which is great. You didn't have to export from one app to another app and Mine. then and then paint. It was just like, you know, if, it was just one of those things. Yeah, it was good. It was a good uh, find. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went on to Kyle's website and bought everything yeah because i looked at them, like, which is what adobe are, ended up doing <laughs> yeah yeah so this is a few years before that happened i don't know how many years before maybe yeah carl's however, been around years. a while. i was surprised i thought carl was a lot
1: younger that's not to say he's old <laughs> he but doesn't for some reason old. i thought he was like really
3: really young yeah um it's the name he sounds yeah. carl Ka- webster sounds he sounds like a young fellow yeah <laughs> But he's a very talented young fellow.
1: Absolutely. You
3: know, to make a career out of brushes. I know that that I sounds mean, like I down mean, he's an illustrator too, yes. right? I mean you gotta that's where it all came from because probably because of his frustration, like with what was available or not available, you know? Yeah. And so what he did was you know, we we all have to kinda of thank him for that, those that use Photoshop for illustration. Yeah. Because he really helped make make things work yeah and 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 not only just i mean you can still the 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 nice thing about kyle's brush is that i can still have happy accidents yeah it's not all i don't want things to look perfect no you want that i want them to i want them to have a certain amount of life to them yes you know that you know splatter of paint here i don't actually know how it's going to go but you know i can always undo it if it don't go right that's 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 the
1: nice thing but I wonder, I wonder what if you know? I wonder <laughs> if I tried that or just adjusted. Yeah, that yeah. Setting. Or
3: you can you can experiment a little bit yeah. more without worrying. Especially if you've got a deadline to start a piece from. If you were painting it, you know, to start a piece from scratch would basically put you back you yeah. know a long time yeah whereas you can just try something quickly and it's, ah, that doesn't work or wow look what just happened yeah <laughs>
1: and it's happening with, Pro- with um, procreate now as well is more people are developing brushes for procreate because so many people are adopting it mm. and i know adobe are working on their own version like project gemini, gemini and and yeah. then there's photoshop for the ipad yeah. which i've i did see recently oh, yeah. they released the beta and uh, I don't know anyone's who got it. it. Oh, no, you don't want to say. <laughs> I, I heard some. I, I've heard some kind of, I don't know, conflicting, conflicting stories about it. It's like they announced it would be 2019, and then there's not been a great deal of news. Obviously, no. a Max is coming up in November, so they've got to do I've something heard it soon. Yeah, but the fact <laughs> that they've issued a beta version, right? Um, I've not found where it is. And I Don't know anyone who's using it, but yeah. at least it's progressing that way. That people are now, we, we spoke about Carl Lambert yeah, um, before we started the podcast, uh-huh. and he's been doing all these on, on the iPad, yeah, um, and Photoshop and Photoshop, yeah, mixing yeah. between the two. So, one, there's two things I wanted to kind of touch on, which we'll go on to education, yes, but with the evolution of hardware and software, and you've obviously, I think you said you stopped doing. I think it's two thousand and eight. You did your last kind of traditional. Oh, I was two thousand and twelve. Right. Okay. Yeah,
3: but I. If you, I mean, you're in my studio right now. Yeah. And these drawing boards have been in storage for the last five years. Yeah. Uh, since I got back from New Zealand after living there for six years. Wow. So these just came out of storage a couple of weeks ago, and so I've got all my paints, all my pencils, um. And I'm going to be doing some old school painting again. Yeah, yeah, which is exciting. As
1: getting the old film cameras out. Yeah, but on that, so on the evolution of like hardware and software, have you, do you work? Have you found as time's gone on, you've progressively got quicker through muscle memory but also the software enables you to hit deadlines quicker do you find you're given shorter deadlines because they
3: know you're working digitally and no no do you still get time to breathe yeah sometimes i mean some projects go like some movie projects can go on for two and a half months right and some projects you know they need it tomorrow and it's not because oh well he works digitally so it'll be really fast That's not true. Right. I mean, I think they know that's not true. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take long to figure out that actually, you know, it's not just push of a button and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, you you still have, everything's considered, everything's trying to, you're trying to do the best you can do Mm. in the time that you've got. So deadlines are your best friend, although also you can be your worst enemy. Yeah. So you just got to, I mean, I'm constantly juggling a few projects at a time. Yeah. So, if I'm working on one thing, a layout for example um i'm, I'm or I'll be waiting for approval on another one that I right. sent in two days ago, and so you know you kind of juggle it that way, yeah um but I mean I don't think art directors are i think because you work digitally, then it's gonna be any quicker right. because it's still a creative process, yeah, there's still you know decisions to be made. You know, and you you'll work on a rough. You'll send it to the client. They'll come back with feedback, and so that collaboration between yourself and client is a time it's a time consuming thing. Yeah. Unless it's cut and dried, and it's like we just need a portrait of Harrison Ford in a hat. Yeah. And then you're like, and we don't care what it's gonna look like. Yeah. That never happens. <laughs> Actually, it did happen for Indie Mag, which is an Indiana Jones fan, yeah. fan magazine that I did a cover for. They just said do whatever you want and I was like oh it kind of is great to hear that but I want to do something amazing yeah (laughs) and but I haven't got time so I have to do something as fast as I can without a deadline but everything else determined how much time I had so the other work I had on I had a a very small window of like half a day really to come up with something yeah so I just did a simple portrait of uh, uh well it's like a Three, it's probably the one three everyone would
1: think images. of if you said picture picture in your mind harrison ford with with a hat on
3: we yeah, kind of well was, maybe not this particular one i yeah. did recently but yeah i mean you you get an image in your head of what that might look like yeah and, and then so, it's building around yeah so i i i mean i'm a huge indiana jones fan so it was it was a real privilege for me to be able to do that for yeah. them um and and they sent me some copies and that's great and to be part and they interviewed me so there's a whole interview about me in there which is nice and and yeah i mean kind yeah jones yeah there was a quote that i picked up
1: from one of the interviews where it was just you know do your thing which is nice that you can have
3: that flexibility yeah that is nice it's usually that 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 particular comment comes in when especially when uh it's because some some of the work I, I do is, is is primarily finishing of a job. So, right. a project, say, I mean, I'm, in particular, I don't I couldn't say, but a movie has been you know been designed by an agency over a period of time, working in conjunction with a studio. Right. They're, they've settled on a design, but it just isn't quite there yet. Maybe, or they they decide they want it to be illustrated, so they will you know get in touch with an illustrator that they think suits whatever the project is and so i you know from time to time i'll get a message for an email saying oh we've got this project in we just want you to do your magic or do your thing to to kind of make it look more uh you know because sometimes they're thrown together but the composition is great or sometimes the composition needs a little bit tweaking here and there which i I will do with their approval or sometimes, you know, secretly do without them knowing. Yeah. I'm just trying to make it a bit more powerful from my perspective. Mm. Um, and they don't, they've not had much of a problem with me doing that. And that's something, you know, it's, it's a nice, it's nice to just put the finishing touches on something, you know, and then, and, uh, but you know, to work on something from the, from concept to design the composition and that's, where you know those those projects are you know for, it's like you you really are connected to that project then yeah in a, in a way that it's like your baby you know yeah. it's like, um and, and so those projects are great too but yeah sometimes just like like what lisa does lisa i was just Carney, gonna bring lisa it's up, quite yeah. similar you know it's you get given you don't have a choice sometimes what you're given but they want it to look a certain way so for an illustrator's point of view it's it's not as creative you're more like a you know you're i can't explain it it's like uh like an editor of a of a music editor or something you yeah. have to kind of just polish it, the awesome. edges and make it yeah. make it sound better than it actually currently in I was going to say are you going to use the polish the analogy is no they're not they're not but I can I totally get what what you meant by that yeah. um you know they're 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 they're, they're carefully considered compositions mm. is what they are and they have to please a lot of people yeah and so it's very important to keep that integrity as much as you can and there are times when I'm like well that I mean, I'll talk to them, but I'll say, look, these characters are too small. We need to try and make them bigger in some yeah. way. I mean, it looks great and blah, blah, blah. But in order for me to even draw it, I can't draw it that small. No. You know? And so you, you need to, you know, enlarge things and make things bigger. And, but, yeah, uh, it's a fun job. And yeah. it, And it's a dream job. It's something I used to kind of, I could say the word fantasize about even. Yeah. Because... I, I did, I would actually have dreams about it, about what it would be like to work on these projects. It <laughs> prepares so you for it though, that's the thing, of, I do it It kind a lot of with... does, but the dream, I'll be honest, the dream is, I mean, you don't, when you dream about it, you don't know the full story. No, you. the and highlights. The full story can put a lot of people off yeah you know running it's a the business 20 ndas and, you're constantly yeah, under. There's, and- <laughs> all, there's a lot of contractual things and <laughs> stuff that is not inspiring in the slightest no and that can really imagine. can get to you but when you look at the big picture that's what keeps you going I, yeah I, it does for me at least so if we go back to when we were talking about with drew where you turn up at his house
1: yeah and i and i said one day someone's going to turn up at your house mm. so given that you Went to Manchester University. You took a degree uh, in illustration. Now we're twenty-two years on. Yes. What's your feelings now about if the the kid that's going to knock on your door that's about to pres- you know pursue this career? What are your feelings now on modern day um education in going through it? Because I've I've spoken to so many people who are you can learn what you need to learn online. Mm. You can learn what you need to learn by going to people, or you can still go to university and rack up a huge debt. And a friend of mine, Aaron blaze works for Disney. He went to ringling college. He said the, the fees at ringling now for, which is where all the Disney animators come from were, you know, I've gone from like 25,000 pound a year to 250,000 pound a year. They're coming out, they are getting an education, but they're coming out with such a huge amount of debt. Yeah. They can't enjoy the career. So, what are your thoughts on on education now, given the technology and everything that's changed in 20 years since you did it?
3: Well, when I did it, I was lucky for the part where in England at the time, there were no, you didn't have to pay yeah. for your education. I know it's changed now, but, and that's one thing I still think shouldn't be happening. They shouldn't, they should, if if you can prove that you're passionate about something to an educational authority and you can prove that you're going to, you know, this is something that's an ambition of yours, you know, you should be allowed to do it freely mm, yeah. with all the taxes. Everybody pays already. Come on. Exactly. I don't get it. And the whole thing in America, of them having to pay for their education. I mean, a, a friend of mine, Robert Bruno is an illustrator. I mean, he, his, he told me how much, I mean, it, he told me how much it cost and I was flabbergasted. I know. And, 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 he, and I mean, luckily his parents and his grandparents saved up and they, you know, helped him out. Yeah. I mean, that that's the extent you have to go to. Like two generations of people have to work their asses off so you can do it. Yeah. And the sad part about it is, I mean, going to university and getting a degree, in my personal experience, has not helped me in one bit. It was a. It was a. It was not a waste of time. Yeah. I'm just saying, like three years of, I could have been because I knew, already knew what I wanted to mm-hmm. do. I could have been already working in the field, and I would have been three years more wiser yeah. by now. But there is a lot to be said for education, and I think done correctly, it can be amazing. Yeah. The trouble, I mean, I, I don't know, I, my tutors at university. you know at the university course i was on some of i mean some of them thought i was all right but some of them were just trying to change me so hard they just it was like they were so against commercial illustration yeah and it was like they were trying to turn you into a fine artist and i was like I, I just don't connect with that world very well and i just the thing that inspired me the most was the entertainment art of yeah. that i'd seen growing up that was the stuff that it made me feel like life's good, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to explain it, but it's like life is is amazing, and yeah. and then when you look around and in real life, and you're like confronted with the news and things, and it's so depressing. Mm. But you know, if I have a really really low day, I I would listen to some John Williams and study Drew Dusan's posters, yeah. and, and get excited by things again, but. Yeah, I I I think everyone has their own little thing but yeah, universities um they in in particular the time I was there they didn't really like the idea they it was like you were selling out or something. Mm-hmm. And and I and I didn't understand it, but I did I did try and kind of a be be the way they wanted me to be, but it just didn't work yeah. for me. And I, you know, and and going from school to art college to straight to university was there were people on my course that were you know they'd been in the workplace they they'd lived a bit and then they decided actually i'm going to do this i want to yeah. do art, illustration and then and it was illustration with animation was the course so you got to do a play with animation and i was i loved animation so i thought well i always wanted to you know have a go at that yeah and that's when i found out i'm not as patient as i thought i was (laughs) quite quickly i was like actually (laughs) i'm a patient guy but oh my goodness these animators are like above and beyond patient to go through that and and so and this was before digital kind of stuff was happening it was very you know where you would draw one frame at a time and and then you'd have to film one frame at a time. Yeah. You know, there was no like in between and like, there's no cheap way of doing it no. or whatever. But yeah, it was an experience, but one that made me realize that animation wasn't actually for me. So go to university. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't. See, <laughs> I, I, I I, mean, for a long time, I, I would say that I, it was a waste of time, but I did, I must've learned things on that course yeah. but one thing they need to do at university is teach business yes oh my god what a shock like when you get out there i, I remember when i when i graduated the f- one of the first things i did was they they'd say oh you know you send out your book you send out your your artwork or prints or whatever to all the publishing houses around london mm. you know, or, or the uk so you do that and you, you spend ages getting all these mail, mail packs ready. You send them out with letters, you know, saying you just graduated and, you know, here's some samples of my work. And, you know, like a month later, you'll get, you'll start getting some replies back saying, Oh, thanks for sending them. We'll keep you on record. We'll keep you on file, you know, blah, blah, blah. We don't need anyone right now, but we'll keep you on. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep you in mind. Whatever. Never heard from any of those people again. No, it's like just bog standard, and it was depressing you, you're you like well i just i did art college i did university i'm ready why is no one giving me work yeah it was like this isn't how it's supposed to be so that was the first wake up call and then you know it's like well, what am i gonna do now you know this the internet was just starting to kick off i was gonna say no social media no no real not, internet there was nothing and- i mean internet was happening but it was like it wasn't like now, I mean, yeah. it's just the beginning. Our internet yeah. used to make a noise to get yeah. started. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it would take. I mean, you you know, fifty-six k modem or twenty-eight point eight k, whatever it was. Yeah, I can't remember, um, was slow. I, I was actually reminiscing about when uh, this was nineteen ninety-nine, which was episode one. Cause it it's just the twentieth anniversary recently of *Phantom Menace* right and so me and my friend we were like wanted to see the trailer and it was on the, and it was being it was on the internet if you wanted to see it right. was one of the it was a big deal yeah so i mean we both had slow internet so we we're like let's go into manchester and we'll go to an internet cafe mm. and we'll sit there and we'll watch it so we did that and it was still slow it was like you the lucasfilm logo would just come on and start sparkling at you and then you stop and you just wait yeah (laughs) buffering yeah buffer (laughs) uh it was very very funny really looking back thinking what it used to be like now it's like it's, it's instant yeah amazing but yeah back then was very different um but yeah business advice would have been very helpful and you know legal stuff and contracts yeah and 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 knowing what your rights are, and knowing what you can and can't ask for, or yeah. all this stuff that you just have to learn on the job. And so, basically, if you're an illustrator and you go to university, you're not being prepared to be an illustrator. Yeah, you're, you're being prepared to just draw pictures and hope that someone buys something. Yeah, that's it, what I was going to ask you about next. Is obviously you, from
1: what I know of your history, is you you've worked yourself mm. from home yeah so you've not had an you know, you've not been in an environment where you do that thing and then the accountants do that no and, so well you know you yourself. have to get your own accountant yeah and you have to but you have to learn that you, you know your account and you have to learn to know what you yeah are supposed to be
3: putting through and you have to and, pay the bills <laughs> yeah <laughs> yourself yeah um yeah but working in an environment where you're in an agency or a design firm would you know and you just focus on the creativity that's pretty cool yeah that's great um but there is a certain level of um I don't know how to describe it but you know it's like self-pride maybe or it makes you feel good about yourself that you've actually you know you I mean I I I hoped I'd succeed I, I kind of felt like I might be a success, but you don't actually know no. if you're going to be, but you have the faith that you might be. Yeah, It's kind of like that. Like I believe, I believe that I can do something that not everyone can do. Yeah. And so I've got something to offer and I'm, I feel confident that it's going to, it's going to work. Yeah. Even through the hardships of life, I I still kept that positivity. Yeah. And, I, and there's something inside me telling me, It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay.
1: And all those parts working helps maintain that kind of, you know, you'd be a great illustrator if you're a stinky businessman and you've just got debts piling up and you
3: can't concentrate, you can't enjoy what you're doing. It does put a damper on things sometimes. uh, That's for sure. Like the whole, (laughs) the business side of things. But, you know, it's, unfortunately, it's, it's a necessary component. Yeah. So you have to have a little bit of you know understanding of it, even if you just have to pick it
1: up. It's in know? all industries. We hear it from photographers, from graphic designers. It's it's that yeah.
3: business, just that business thing catches so yeah, many yeah. people out. And and also it's like it's it, sometimes information is hard to come by, especially from from peers in the in the same fields as you. Not everybody wants to come forth, and you know be open about things, even if it's in a private conversation. Yeah. So, you know, you have to try and figure out on your own a lot. And then occasionally you'll meet someone who can be open with you and feels confident to be open with you. And you can chat and you can discuss things at length. Yeah, and that's happened to me a couple of times, which has been really nice because you share notes. You, I was going to say you more know, people share now.
1: Years <coughs> ago, we have saying in, in the it education it was very closed. Yeah, it was very. Like, closed. It was like a
3: test at school yeah. where you put your arm over yeah, your work yeah, and, like, and you don't can't copy. See, I'm not going to share this. This is yeah. like privileged information. But now
1: people compete to share.
3: But now you know. I mean, I get messages on social media accounts f- directed at me from people who are just. Uh, you just, you know, they, they want to do what I'm doing. It's like the letter that I wrote to Drew. Yeah. I'm now getting those letters from people yeah. saying, I want to do what you do. How do I do it? What do I do? Uh, can you give me any advice? And, you know, and, and so it's, I feel, you know, like it's part of what I have to do. Yeah. I, I feel like, well, I, I'm, I'm passing the torch you're ca- yeah, as well. Like you're carrying the torch as, as much as drew influenced me. I'm now doing it for a bunch of other people who I've never met. Yeah who are who are following what i've been doing and thinking oh that's oh i really want to do that yeah and that's nice that is a nice feeling i I mean i it it can get it can get a bit in on you get i have been inundated with things sometimes and it's sometimes difficult to get through with them and 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 reply to everyone straight away yeah but i do try my best (laughs) to get to answer as many people as i can I think that's one thing about you that I've noticed is you do make yourself quite
1: available. I subscribe to your newsletter, so I see your news, the yeah, things yeah. that you're doing, oh, thanks for subscribing. your contact details. Are, you know, they're on there. You can, yeah. You're quite upfront about what you're doing. Yeah. So that leads me on to talk. People talking to you is one of the things we spoke about before we started recording. Was Comic Con, mm. and that's something now that because um, we talk quite often on the podcast, we talk about the word. Fame or infamy, I don't know what it is.
3: Notoriety, oh, infamous, yeah, <laughs> infamous, infamous, El Guapo, yeah. Well, so, yeah, I've found out infamous means something completely different to what I thought. Yeah, I believe the three amigos, yeah, but it's not actually good. <laughs> no, being infamous is not good. <laughs> being famous for something that's this bad, basically. yeah, yeah. So, so co- things like Comic Con
1: now, now that you've you're at this point in in your career where. You're a guest at Comic Con. It's you know, it's Paul Shipper will be at Destination Star Trek. He'll mm. be at Comic Con. Have you found that now bit be, like being public facing and being in front of people? They now know who you are for your artwork. Do you d- did you adapt to that really quickly, or did you find it a little bit scary to start oh, off yeah. with?
3: And it, 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 I mean, scary definitely uh, because you don't know. How people are gonna you don't i mean it's not a, it shouldn't be a worry but it is a worry sometimes yeah. you know you you just try and be yourself and uh all you can do is that and hope that people think you're not mental <laughs> you know? um but yeah i i mean being at a public event and you know a lot of times at an event nobody you know, i mean i'm not like a i'm not a household name I'm not like an actor you've seen a face of and you're like yeah oh, oh my god it's a guy but um but you know i'll introduce myself to people like at star wars celebration in orlando there was i i was doing a signing of because i did the key art so i was doing a signing in the star wars celebration uh store area yeah and the store area so i was there for like i don't know an hour and a half or however long it was this period of time and the Mm -hmm there's a queue outside the store to get into the store, which was about four hours long. So anyone who may have like, you know, wanted to get a poster signed, if they'd got in the, in the line, there's the chances are by the time they got to the store, I'd be gone. Right. So the next day I, I, cause I felt bad. Like once I heard that, cause people who came and said there took four hours to get in, wow. in the shop. And so I, I was like, well, tomorrow before my signing thing, I'm gonna go, and introduce myself to everybody in the line, right? Um, and just say who I am, and and because they were all wearing badges too, so with my artwork on it, the, right? Uh, so <laughs> I did that. I did well, that. Well, kind I of. <laughs> I just said, I just said, oh, I just, you know, I wanted to say hi, and then people looking at me like, who's this guy? Why are you saying hello to me? Yeah. And I said, oh, well, I did the artwork that you're wearing around your neck and they'd be like oh, you know most of them would be quite you know happy to see you yeah. happy to meet you and say, oh, I say a lot I'll sign it for you if you like and I just signed their badges for yeah them. and uh and it was really nice and I got to meet everyone in the line that day and and so you know the people that didn't quite get through I mean they weren't all there for me But I'm just. Yeah, it was just a nice thing to do. Yeah, they're there for the Star Wars poster. Yeah, but you'll
1: sign it. Yeah, and then there's people who want a Paul Shipper signed piece of artwork. Yeah, there are
3: those people. Yeah, which is, I mean, I didn't think that part of things would. I didn't know. I didn't expect to be doing signings and things like that ever. Yeah, it wasn't something that growing up. I didn't see that. I was never around that. I didn't know what it was that much. But uh, especially artists, I, I don't really see many artists doing that. I'd seen, I've seen celebrity do autographs yeah. and things, but, you know, actors and, and directors and things. But, but yeah, to be... Recon- so, yeah, getting back to what you were saying about doing a talk or doing a public appearance of some kind, um, yeah, it was, it was nerve-wracking the first time. But you soon, you get over it. I mean, I'm not a public speaker. No, no. And, and but you... When I say no, it's not because I don't think you're no. not. It's just I know what you, you mean. Know, it's no one really same, wants to do it. No, you're in the same position as me when you do your speaking. Yeah. Is, you know, you're not, you're not really, you're not a born entertainer. No. As such. You're not like a, you're not a wisecracking like uh, comedian yeah. or a magician or whatever it is. You don't have an act. You no,
2: just,
3: you just, we have a you, skill. You have ability. a skill and you have an ability to talk about that skill yeah. and, and hopefully translate it in a way that people can understand. That's the skill. For the talk part of yeah. public speaking, um, I don't plan on getting any or many um, invitations to do public speaking because I don't know, I don't feel like I have that in me yeah. to be like a commanding presence uh, to say, This is what you do, yeah. you know. <laughs> These are my wise yeah, words. <laughs> <yeah>. Listen <laughs> to me. But um, I, I, to 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 humbly go to these things and show up and and meet people is really nice and in, and inspire a few people. Yeah. If you can inspire a few people, the you know it's it, it's like a knock on effect. It makes you feel amazing. They feel great. Yeah. It's like really nice. I mean that. What more could you want? So, which leads me to say this year's San Diego Comic Con, yep. we've got a panel happening which I've put together with a friend of mine. Uh, my friend David Dirks who I've been friends with for a few years now and uh he I mean he's he, he's wears many hats some I mean one of those is with the see for Hollywood and they work with the uh, animation they organize the Annie Awards the right, animation yeah. awards
1: you went to that as well didn't you I did yeah, yeah
3: David invited me uh, the last one it was fantastic um met a lot of nice people but David's David's uh, been trying to he'd been asking me if I would be interested in doing a panel so I said I came up with my thoughts on what it might or should be mm. and so between us we kind of wrote a uh, a bit of a what do you call it uh, a, a script so. a, no a script oh. but like a little my um, <laughs> brain's not working <laughs> but just an outline right okay <laughs> thank you of what it might be and so um i started asking a few um of my peers in in who've done movie posters yeah. illustrated movie posters and also you know some of the old school illustrators that i've grown up with who some of them are still working today you know and so you know we've got steve chorney hopefully i mean i've just sent the email i only found out this morning that it's been picked up so okay. san diego have picked up the panel and we're going to be doing a uh basically artists there's i think there's nine of us at the moment that i'm just waiting for a confirmation from everybody but uh across the board from like people who worked from the 1970s up to today yeah and we're we're all going to be there to talk about movie posters and illustration and um you know i mean there's it's all happening quite fast now but we're looking at we have uh a gallery space so I'm, i'm talking to the other artists see if they're interested in being part of this little gallery now and we can combine it with the with the panel yeah in another location and do a sign in there and meet and greet or whatever we need to do and uh and also you know an idea of having some kind of memento for the show so like a book of art yeah by all of us, you know, different pieces within and we can all sign it for people. And all these ideas are just all starting to pour through my brain now for what we can do uh, with this. But to get, um, you know, say nine people together who who span, you know, how many, 50 years of movie poster illustration is, I think, an unmissable thing. And if, I mean, if it was me and I was in the vicinity yeah. that was happening, I'd be like, I'm gonna be there. I can't I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't miss this, like, you know, we've we've got uh Rory Kurtz who's interested in coming along, we've got Akiko Kiko Sternberger. Um we've got our uh, um Orlando Arcina Artina. I don't know if I'm saying that right, yeah. Orlando, sorry. Um oh, uh, you know, we've got a nice mix of people William Stout yeah is interested in being part of it Steve Chorney uh James Goodridge um Robert Rodriguez the illustrator not the director yeah um yeah I mean it's I'm really excited by and it these are all f- movie poster yeah, designers not like the alternative world no no you? yeah these are people who have been published key artists yeah you know they've done the key art for films over the years and uh you know, I, well, up to today, yeah. you know, like with myself included. Uh, Rory Kurtz has worked on, uh, you know, a, quite a few movie posters in recent times. Um, like uh, the Edgar Wright movie. I have more brain. It's called uh, Baby Driver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he did a poster for I, Tonya, which is an ice skating one, yes. which is a beautiful poster. Um, and Akiko's worked on loads of stuff as well, including a movie that we – we both actually worked on, which was called bad Milo back a few years ago. Now yeah. but she did a variant on the poster that I did as well. Uh, so, and and all. not only is this an amazing group of people getting together, I think, Yeah. but I'm, I'm, I've, some of the people I've never got to meet before. So it's great to be able to all of us be in one yeah, place yeah. and have a chat or, you know, just share stories or, and, and I don't know how it's going to go yet. But hopefully it's gonna be. Go but way,
1: you're mate. in charge of it.
3: I'm kind of. If it's a success, it you're a, you're a
1: genius. you and, and if it's a
3: failure, yeah,
1: <laughs> you. Right, no, cons- I
3: I, I think I believe it's gonna be re- a great show of people, you know. Yeah. And then, and we're all uh, passionate, you know. And I think passion is such an important thing to have in whatever you do. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, but if you have got passion,
1: yeah, the, you can't fail. No, passion gets you through the the dull, bad days. Yeah,
3: it keeps it, you, you st- going.
1: Yeah, you still find something to enjoy yeah. about
3: it, something to do about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's important to have that passion. So, uh, you know, it, passion is good.
2: Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, t- I so want to go to Comic-Con one year. You no, should so go. I've got you a friend who go. works there, and he says that um, it's like my, my older brother is really good friends with Rolling Stones. And every single time the Stones are in they're town, all in they're all in Stones. The Rolling Stones. Keith fine. Richards. Wow. He's Alan's known Keith since 1980. Oh, so wow. um, yeah, I'll tell you some stories about that off air. But all yeah, right. re- I've had some great stuff. But he was saying like every time the Stones are in town, Alan's phone is just ping 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 all right oh. mate all right mate hey, oh, hey, yeah. you doing? can so you get me into that yeah concept. so alan when comic-con comes round, he says it's funny how how much more communication you get mm. when people know you work there yeah yeah but um it's a sad,
3: sad state of affairs isn't it yeah and
1: it, it, and it gets bigger this is the thing is some of these events are becoming multi-million pound industries that the stories i've heard which is quite sad is the fact that like you say, people are queuing up four Mm. or five hours for things and missing a ton of other stuff because there's more going on. There's more panels and it's like raffles to
3: get into certain ones. And Mm. you can kind of go and see nothing Yeah, or, but you won't go and see everything. Yeah. I mean, some people enjoy the queuing and have a good time in the queue, Uh, you know, and they make the best of it for, and, but I mean, I, I personally don't enjoy it that much, Mm. but, um, I I enjoy the, the overall thing. I enjoy walking around the, the yeah. Comic-Con and seeing things. The cosplay and, and all the... And, yeah, that, and also the stalls that are there. And, you know, you don't always get to see all the, you know, you won't, obviously you won't see any panels no. if you're just wandering around. But there are things happening on the floor there that happen while you're there. And you're like, like one year, it must have been two years ago, Steven Spielberg turned up. Um, me and my friend were just walking down and, like spielberg was just getting ready to do a sign-in yeah with the ready play one cast and i'm like what the you know i've never been that close to him before yeah. was like this is <laughs> so bizarre and it just it was a fluke accident we didn't i didn't even know that they were going to be there but yeah and i went over and said how do you how do you get into this and he's like, oh you need a wristband for this and people have like had it for, they've waited in line for a day to get yeah. the access or whatever to meet these celebrities. But it's like, I mean, I didn't know about it. It was a surprise to me, but you know, walking around, you don't know what you're going to see. Well, what you're going to experience, yeah. you know, that was great for me. I just loved that. that was yeah. Perfect. And then, uh, well, I mean, you, just, the stalls are great. The, the art, the artwork there, meeting yeah. the artists, uh have you
1: had one of those awkward moments where you've walked up to a stall and gone uh excuse me but that's mine
3: yeah
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's happened <laughs> um unfortunately yeah there are a few i mean i i it was this was a new this was at new york comic-on this particular yeah. instance and this guy was selling bootlegs of a lot of my friend's work and it, it happened to be a couple of my pieces mm. in there and the it was it was a bit of a sad thing to kind of you know we 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 felt compelled me and a friend of mine we were together we felt compelled to kind of report him really mm. because he he just it, it they it's, weren't even good reproductions you know no. like it was they've taken him off the internet or whatever yeah, and, and a it's color like color copier yeah and really you know and you you charging what for this you know yeah. it's it's kind of like a bit unfair not only for the an artist but the company that originally paid for that exactly artwork. yeah you know, it's like and also you're doing a disservice to yourself because you're selling an inferior product yeah to people who will look at it for years to come probably thinking it's an official whatever yeah and 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 that to me is just kind of i don't I mean yeah download it and put it on you on your screen of your yeah. phone if you want to do that you know and enjoy it that way every, on a daily basis mm. but you know. It, the bootlegging side of things, it, it, I mean, it's all over the internet. It's all over Facebook. I mean, the amount of times that people had stolen art and just pfft, slapped it on something. Yeah, I mean, I was... yeah. There was a time I did the this. The Last Jedi piece came out and someone said to me, I was at this event in Manchester, and they said, oh, I've seen someone with your new... The Last Jedi poster you worked on. And I'm like, well, that can of have happened because, I mean, I, I, it's not even... It's only on the, it, I don't know if they've been any printed yeah. yet. You know, it's like that it was happening that fast. And so he, yeah, I took a five minute break and then went with him and he showed me. And this guy had uh, kind of photoshopped it together. He'd done a pretty good job to yeah. be fair. And it was canvas wrapped with a frame and it was like, I don't know, 80 pound or something.
2: Oh.
3: And uh, so this the guy I was with is quite kind of ballsy and he felt like uh he so he started a, t- a chat with the vendor, yeah, and he really s- mean, yeah, like, uh, yeah, so what's the you know, tell me about this, tell yeah. me about it and and so he's like, oh, yeah, it's from the new Star Wars movie, and he's like, oh, it's really cool, and like you know you know he's, he was talking about the poster art, like he knew what he was talking about, and then and then the guy who I was with <laughs> turned to point it to me and said, this is the guy that did it." <laughs> And he, he, the the look on his face, I wish I'd have, like, taken a picture. It was very yeah. funny. But he felt really bad, actually. And he actually gave me the whole thing. Oh, did he? He gave it to me. He said, look, I'm, I can't sell this. Yeah. You can have it. I was like... You walked away and he pulled another one. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> there were plenty more where that came from.
1: Do you get it with, co- with actual copying artwork as well? Because there's obviously bootlegging. Mm. Um, and I, I saw an instance... Uh, recently on uh, on a channel where somebody had posted a a a poster and said oh how interesting look the the marvel um movie poster is a copy of this game poster and somebody went on and went i think you'll find it's the other way around but people were all like, oh, my God, I can't believe you know, Marvel are mm. copying other people's artwork. And what it was, it was just a guy had done a tribute poster for a, a computer game right. based
3: on the Avengers one. Was it like Fortnite or something? But
1: Yeah, but because it looks so crappy, it looks older.
3: <laughs> so, oh, therefore, it was, oh, then they must have copied oh, that. Oh, like so, it was a, a I see, yeah. I totally see what you're getting mean, so, I mean, that, I mean pfft, the thing, I mean, where influences do come from anywhere, it's yeah. not to say that, you know... I think everyone tries their best to have something original. Yeah. You know? And the pe- the design agencies that are working on a lot of these projects, they do that too. They, they, yeah. They don't want to be... Well, it's Marvel. They, it's
1: Marvel's hit. Yeah. Not your hit. No, that's if right. If it's an original piece of artwork, that's yeah. different. But when it's uh, the, the Marvel hit is... Because, you know, one of the things I was... I won't keep you too long. Because one of the things I wanted to ask you about was there's I don't want this to sound derogatory because I don't mean it like that, but there's only so many places a person can look in an image for mm. you to composite it. So eventually there's going to be repetition or, and like you've said is someone might be looking one way, um, like looking at Carrie Fisher on that post that. And then mm. someone says,
3: I want to look in the other way. Yeah. You can't just flip that because no. their face has such. Yeah. The composition, I mean, working with imagery that, you know, you, you either that, that that, say, for example, a movie studio has sourced images for this project. Yeah. And so you have a certain amount of information to play with. And I mean, I mean, a lot of the time it's a lot of photographs to look at, Yeah, but you have an idea. If you, if you're lucky enough to be working on something from scratch, which doesn't always happen. Yeah. But you know, doing a composition, you work with the images, you make it read a certain way and to the point where one slight change and you know, it's, it doesn't work anymore. You yeah. know, the composition all of a sudden drops and it's like, doesn't work. Yeah. But sometimes when people get involved who maybe aren't, aren't natural art directors or they're, they're coming in, you know, they're the end client and they're looking at it perhaps. And they're like, well, but yeah, I, I, I don't like the way she's looking that way. Can we make a look that way? Um, and for no other reason other than that's just what they decide. Yeah. Not for, not, not for a reason to help tell a story on a single image because telling a story in a single image, it's, it's a bit of a fine art to try and nail it. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, you don't just slap photos on and go hope for the best yeah, so like they're you, looking that way. Those guys like, are looking that way. Put him in the middle yeah. and then do some racing. Otherwise, otherwise, it's like, it's a, it's a point. Pl- anyone could just do that. Yeah. And it would look, honestly, crap. Yeah. So you try and do it in a way that... You mean the, the Spider-Man
1: poster? No, <laughs> no, I'm not naming it. No, no, you, <laughs> no, I'll say it. I'll say it out loud, but we spoke about it before. <laughs> yeah. that you, you get things where they want to throw the kitchen sink at it and all of a sudden honestly, you, it doesn't yeah,
3: work. I mean, the the post. For those just tuning in, <laughs> the poster we're talking about is the the homecoming poster, yeah. right? And it, 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 you know, the composition—it's actually not that bad. No, and I'll defend it for a moment because it was more about the overall colors. it yes. looked like they'd been cut out. Yeah, and thrown together. Yeah, if they'd have been blended in a way, even if like so sometimes. If I start working on a project, it might look like that at first. Yeah, then I That's will Lisa like, said. She yeah, the and then I work into it, and before you know it, it's like one cohesive, beautiful image. Yeah, that works. When you're painting, you you can you've got well, that you, color scheme from the start. Yeah, you can you can you, you you what you're doing is you're taking what you've already got and you're elevating it to a point where it was meant to look like that. Yeah. Whereas what it looked like to me was the the homecoming poster, which everyone trashed but myself included uh it all it needed was a bit of extra time yeah i think and a bit of love yeah or to quote lisa carney or just get paul or just <laughs> next time you know sony if you want me to look yeah. at it please do yeah but yeah i mean i would I, spider-man was my hero growing up up oh, same here and and, and all day so, long. you know i know i know what spider-man should and shouldn't be but uh it's uh, yeah. It was it was frustrating. I mean, seeing some there's some amazing posters that aren't illustrated, you know. Yeah. But they have such beautiful layouts and composition that 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 do. Yeah,
1: and the cleverness sometimes. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah. I mean, and some
3: some of the work that happens is just you know you 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 the cleverness is is hidden so much as well that you don't actually know how clever it is until yeah. you start thinking about it or until you've seen the film yeah true true and then more comes from the poster and that's one of the things i like about the poster is its longevity yeah from a project so and that's the same for us probably growing up was yeah. you'd see the movie oh back to every time i see the back to the future poster, yeah, it, takes it you
1: just back. takes me back yeah.
3: to it's amazing. It's, and like that's it's, it's like listening to the soundtrack again. Yeah, you know? Huey Lewis comes on yeah. the radio. I'm, You're there. I'm, there I am yeah. again. <laughs> and that's what's beautiful about this. I mean, I think that's one of the important parts of the poster that goes unlocked. Yeah. People don't always, or, you know, maybe today is different, but for our day, and I think it's still relevant today, the poster is an image that, if it's done right, can live with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And it's something that you'll always look at with great feelings. Yeah, you want your work to be iconic, but at the same it's not time, just you about that it justice. Yeah, it's and- not about it being my personal work, but I'm just saying, any. I mean, yeah. if it's done right it'll be with that film for life. And it's the image in your head, you
1: know, (laughs) like Ferris Bueller, you you can name films and instantly in your head, it's the film poster. It's those images you associate
3: with it and like the VHS. It's like a theme tune. Yeah, exactly. you like, when you think of Superman, you might think of the theme tune first, or you might think of, you know, the wonderful poster or the logo, you know, that logo is beautiful. Yeah. And and, and the, the poster artwork that went along with that logo by Bob Peake was amazing. Yeah. It was yeah. just so simple and so elegant and classy. Yeah. That it's just timeless. And that timelessness is something you try and recreate. Yeah. But it's it does, you don't always get it right. No. There's every good one is a hundred bad ones. Yeah
2: and so where you go
1: to finish off because we i've taken a lot of your time we, we always <laughs> talk too much <laughs> no no it's I, I could talk for another hour i've got a ton of more questions but um so we always kind of do a, a a loves and loathes thing about about the industry that you're in or what you do and mm. it doesn't have to be a negative on the loads what we generally say is what one thing if you look back what what one thing kind of fills you with joy when you think about what you do And on the loathe side, it's more of a not what you loathe, but what what could or would you change or think would needs to change to to, for it to become a love, if that makes sense. Because a lot of people always go when we do loaves, they always say social media. (laughs) Loathe
3: social media. Yeah, a lot of people loathe
1: social media, but yeah. So for for a love of what you do, what's the thing that brings you the most enjoyment from it still today after twenty odd years?
3: When. When you finish a the project, there's th- to, there's two parts to this answer. Yeah. The first part is when the client loves it. Yeah. That's great. Then you have this time of, period of time when you're worried about what the rest of the world might think of it. Yeah. Then when when it's released, that is like it's an excite and it's an it's an excitement that you don't get all the time it's like this excitement of the release date yeah of of you know or the launch of something that you've been involved in or and when people see that thing for the first time what the reaction might be yeah but that seeing it out there in the world something that you has been secret for months yeah and you've held it into the like, NDA is just yeah, you know you can't <laughs> tell anyone um except for the dog or someone who yeah. doesn't even talk and then when it comes out, that that I'll, I'll never get tired of that. And I think anyone who does anything like this will tell you the same thing. Yeah. Because that release, that's an excitement beyond. I think it's nice to be excited by your own work and have pride in it. Well, eh? it's something, it's, it's been, it, you know, it's a piece of art that's been cultivated by not just yourself, but yeah. other people. And the reason for it is to service another thing. Yes. It's to service a story or to service yeah. a, a product or whatever it might be. But if that image connects with people, that's so good. Yeah. It's so good. But yeah, the release and the excitement of that is I bet it is. It's it is an exciting and I was
1: gonna say to you, do you ever like just have that odd moment where you would you just wanna stand next to a post or something and just the next passer
3: you just wanna go it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I mean, I, I I wasn't gonna do this, but at Star Wars Celebration, which I'd told people that I did that, but yeah, me and a friend who I was with, we stood outside at the end of celebration, and outside was these three banners with my artwork on it, and uh, he said you should. These people are gonna freak out if you just came out and told them that you did that, and so he said you should do it. You should do, You Sorry. should do it. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want it. <laughs> I want to do it. And he I, he he did it for me. He yeah. Said, this is the guy that did those posters, and everyone was freaking out. And it's like it was nice. It yeah, was nice. I'm not going to say. Yeah. And people were asking me about it, and they wanted pictures with me outside with it and things. And that was really nice. But it's not something you you don't actively go out and look for no. this. It's something that when it happens, it's great. Yeah. But if it doesn't happen, you just, you
1: know, okay. Yeah. I Because I've done a couple of book covers and every time I see it in a shop. Or if or you, yeah, if you see den, it. Yeah. And I go yeah. in and I'll always move them to the front or, I, <laughs> I, or I'll, I'll be reading it, hoping just one person just come along and go, that oh, oh I love that book. And yeah. then I can go, actually, yeah. uh, there, there's a reason I'm standing here holding <laughs> a book with a piece of artwork that I stared at for way too long creating it.
3: <laughs> but uh, I yeah. yeah. Oh, i I'm- I think you know we all have moments like that. Anyone that's worked on a product or something that's in a shop, or yeah, and you get to see it. um, You
1: know the ones who ground you. It's your kids when they they come in and go. That's all right. So what you've been you've been hours working on that. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your uh, like? What's your loathe? What would you what either something you just don't like about what the industry or what do you wish you could change about the industry to make it better?
3: Um. So when you when we say an industry, you mean or what you do illustrated movie posters, movie
1: posters, or you, your particular just your I, I, would, I mean,
3: uh, it would be nice if. I mean, I don't load. I mean, there's, I don't think loads. I, I, probably a bad. That's what it's we, a very heavy word. What but could, yeah. What, what? would? What you would change? What change could I to change? make I Into a love. I think. Um, I think what would be nice is if if recognition maybe. More recognition for people involved in the making of the posters, yeah, and that includes not only the an artist or a designer, but an agency that's involved because there's the amount of effort, yeah, you know the the work that goes into the making of a poster is, you know, I mean, it can be up to a year probably. So yeah. for some projects that 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 start researching and ideas and. um, and and I mean they are recognised with something called the Key Art Awards, right? Which happen in in Los Angeles. Um, but for uh, I I personally I I feel that when a film is made, the people that produce the film, they are looking for a particular director to direct the film. Yeah. They're looking for a particular. Composer to make the music for the film. They're looking for a particular editor with a style that they think yeah. was going to work for that film. And so when it comes to the advertising of the film, which, you know, it stands alongside the film, it yeah. may not be in the film. Yeah. But it's still part of the iconography that goes along with the film. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think for the people involved in that, should be getting a bit more recognition because hopefully they're being specifically chosen because and that I mean that's what you want it to be. You want a project to come your yeah. way because they think you're the right person yeah. for this job. Not because, oh that guy can do it, whoever yeah. that is. You want someone to go, well, you know, uh whoever it might be. Like Akiko, she's she has a particular style. We want it like that. We'd yeah. love it to look like 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 you did it. We want it to look like you like we you know we we picked you for this job because yeah. we know that you're going to nail it yeah and and we want your you know we want your name to be associated with this just as much as the director might be associated with the making of the yeah. film that sort of change in things would be i mean I, it's doubtful it'll ever happen but i think yeah. that would be a move because one thing I've found over the years, especially with social media and people have voices, is that they come to you and they as soon as something comes out, if they think you've done it, they'll be like, did you do that? Is that you? And I, you can't, I'm not allowed to talk. I, I mean, over the years I've found I'm not allowed to tell people yeah. all the time about yeah. things. So I'm like, I, I, I start like asking to art directors, is it okay to talk about this? I don't know. And, you know... People want to know. They want to yeah. know who has done the artwork for this particular film because it it matters. Yes. Because it matters. Yeah. And because they they want to know that the film company is making these decisions,
2: yeah. the, the right decisions. And there's
3: collectors. I mean, there's there's a whole... Yeah, it's a I mean, thing collectors, I mean, of course. I mean, they have a life of their own after the film's been and gone and people collect the movie art. Yeah. And, the, you know, whether they hopefully want to hold on to it forever or it becomes a treasured item in their family or you know they go on to sell it to make however much money from yeah. <laughs> rare <laughs> items. But um but yeah I mean the 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 fans and the, the the, the art lovers who or the poster lovers that have um followed movie poster illustration for years and years and years. Um they're passionate people. Yeah. And you, Do you know, think
1: I'll ever be an Oscar?
3: Do you think uh, well there's
1: because, key art awards yeah, right, I
3: mean yeah I mean I think if the Oscars I mean it's a tough one because it's advertising but I think it's such an an image is so indelible with a film sometimes mm. that maybe there is a special category that could happen
1: I think so if, I mean if the music's in there
3: the direction's in
1: there the, the costume drama it's like everything but the film poster
2: yeah. is in
1: the Oscars
3: yeah well I'm, I mean now the, I mean you've got the film trailer you yeah you know the 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 online social campaign yeah uh the billboards i mean it's on can kind of, you can't you kind of lose count of the amount of ways that they use the art, yeah. a, a piece of artwork to promote it'd just
1: film. be nice to have your name in that corner wouldn't it <clears> just the.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you 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 put you sometimes put your signature in there and it gets removed. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but you try. <laughs> you know uh, You'll go. Oh, I'm you a graphic. There's people. Yeah. I'm just, I'm finishing
1: a book at the moment, and there's there's p. my publishers don't miss this, is, but there's there's some lorem throughout that book that's got oh. friends' names in. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. It's, when you're a designer, you, you throw a few. You little throw a couple of little things so only eggs. you know. Yeah. Yeah. No one's ever
3: going to yeah, pick I mean, it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's been posts I've done where. Uh, I've I started adopting a my logo instead of my signature.
1: Right.
3: So occasionally I'll put my signature and my logo on. They'll see the signature, remove that. And the logo will stay. Yeah. You put the the you know. uh, distraction one in. like yes, The obvious it's, distraction. It's like a sleight of hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, mis misdirection. Yeah. Um, Sneak one through. But yeah, I I I, I think uh, you know, like Drew went. Drew Struzan went through that. They would remove his signature of everything until the point where, until the point came when, you know, uh, we want a we want a Drew Struzan for this movie because yeah. Drew's artwork so great and he's going to sell the movie. Then they allowed him to put his signature back yeah. on there, or you know, and and or they they kept it in the artwork because all of a sudden, Drew Drew's artwork was important to a movie to sell a movie yeah. as much as it was to have Steven Spielberg for some of us, at least anyway. Yeah. But it was like, it all went hand in hand all of a sudden. It's like, Oh, well, you know, Oh, this, this movie coming out of Steven Spielberg. And I hope John Williams is doing the music. And exactly. I, hope, exactly. I hope they have Drew doing the poster yeah. for this. It's going to be amazing. And you know, eight times out of 10, it was that combination, all, mm. you know? And, and so it was like, you felt like, all the right moves are being made. You know, yeah. it's like it felt so good that this was actually, um, you know, all these key people were involved in something, yeah. and uh, and that's that's awesome when that happens. Yeah, it's like the dream team. Yeah, yeah, it's like the the bearded trio of like George and Stephen and John Williams. Yeah. You know, it's like if you have them, the three of them in a project, you can't always have the other beard chipper. Hey? At the other bearded person, push it. Oh yeah, I've got. I got a beard. I want to be in the club. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I've. i always wanted to have a beard. It just happens. I'm actually old enough to grow one. Oh, no, I'm still rice. Right. I
1: can't <laughs> do it. This takes me two weeks, and my wife hates it, so oh. it comes off. But never gets long enough. Just let it grow. Yeah. Right. Last question. <laughs> okay. What are you working on at the moment? No. <laughs> uh... where, can, where can people find you? Where's the best place to people? People can find well,
3: you. I mean, social media these days is probably one of the best places. I'm yeah. on Twitter at um, face- yeah, Paul Shipper, Instagram at Paul Shipper, um, website, yeah, Facebook Paul Shipper Studio. My website is uh, Paul Shipper Studio Yeah, um, my sign aunt- up to the newsletter. Yeah, sign up good. to the newsletter. I mean, we've got we've got ideas. For for that i mean some of the we had big ideas at the end of last year which didn't quite pan out this year the way we planned it but we are hoping to you know be offering um subscribers of the newsletter a few more you know perks that you know you can't always get yeah. anywhere else so um well you just have to subscribe and find out what yeah. that might be yeah. <laughs> and just be patient because it's you know we don't know exactly when it's going to be but it's going to be soon yeah um but yeah all the news i mean kelly my my girlfriend she's she's helping me out with with everything um because it's been getting more and more work coming in and being organized you know it's difficult on your own and and so she's uh i mean she's an egyptologist as well and she's like decided to help me out a little bit while she gets ready for a phd and uh yeah it's it's uh she she looks after a lot of the newsletter and some of the social media so if yeah. you ever see you know you can follow paul shipper Art, yeah which is another social account we've got which was is to where we are going to be talking more in the coming future about we've already started like doing like kelly's working on like uh ideas for uh blog posts and stories about film posters and illustration and just to kind of give a more broad reach yeah like of of what
1: more of the industry rather than just the industry not not just
3: about me but about people that are that i'm inspired by or people that are doing what i'm doing or or just you know people up and coming might be you know just yeah. a, just just general love of illustration is basically what it's going to be and movie posters in is, is particular yeah so you know we've got ideas on on some stories we want to do and and we we we're going to bring back the blog which has been in it's been very quiet for for four years. I actually took it off my website. Yeah. But it's back now. I oh, know. I found it the other day. It's always there. Apparently, it was always there, but there's no link. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But, you know just brought that back to the menus now so you can go in and and, yeah. and read through some of the <laughs> old posts which i need to probably go through and, and re-edit so pull with a beard pull without a beard yeah pull half a maybe of the evolution of you, Wait, of you i don't know There's probably that many pictures of me but no,
1: the picture of you with drew i love because it was just this fresh face yeah that one that one was in my studio <laughs> um, and final final book
3: will there be a pull shipper book can oh. there be a pull shipper book well, yeah, of course they can. I mean, a, a lot of uh, a lot of my my friends who are illustrators have got books out now, and it's something I've been thinking about for a while. You know, mm-hmm. we and and I I want it I want it to be when we do it I want it to be I want I need I mean I've just got a lot of my stuff out of story so a lot of the original art that I've worked on yeah over the years you know and and uh, we're going to start cataloging everything and making it make sense of a timeline maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've talked to a publisher a little, like a couple of years ago about, um, the the possibility, but right now, what didn't right then didn't feel like the right time to me. Um, but you know, I think in the near future, I'd like to say that there may be a book um when when it feels right yeah I mean I want to get more hopefully you know some more or more projects under my belt and yeah and make make uh, more artwork which I mean I I surprise myself sometimes with the amount of work I've done over the years because I'll sometimes like forget I actually did something yeah until someone reminds me or or, you know, I'll just stumble on it on my own website if I've got to find something. Hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, I, yeah, I did that.
2: You yeah. Know,
3: it's like it becomes a point where um, because I'm kept busy, which is fantastic. Yeah. I sometimes it's, you know, you concentrate hard on something. But before you, you don't have time to, like, let it sink in, you're yeah. on to the next thing. And I'm usually juggling projects. so. Like they don't always stick yeah. in my head. And say, so, cause you don't do like job one and job two and no, job three. No. So you kind of
1: on a, you're riding a wave.
3: Yeah. Well, you sort of, that's the only, it's been the only way to, to do it. Yeah. If I did one job at a time, it'd be like, I can't work for you right now. I'm so sorry because I'm, I between this time and this time I am working on this. Yeah. But if you can somehow say, um, you know, start work on one project and get an, get it to a stage where you can send it to the client and then start work on the next project get it to the stage send it to the client and yeah. then you know then the, the then the first client comes back with changes you do that da, da, da. and you, you've sort of like you're you're, you're kind of leapfrogging yourself yes. yeah. through your work and that has been it's kind of Successful way, of yeah.
1: doing it. And you throw a book in there, and that just takes you
3: right away from the work. <laughs> <'Cause> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's the, the thing. Unless you get and, someone to do well, it. Well, that's where I mean, I'm hoping to get some people who who really love this stuff, you know, to be on board with yeah. it. Maybe curate and write and help bring yeah. it together because you find
1: fans. Pro- it's like with actors and TV series, the fans probably know more about the chronological order of
3: the the evolution of it
1: than maybe you because you're moving on moving on moving on i mean
3: i'll I'll do as much as i can with you know with kelly's help as well and we can make things you know start pulling things together in a way but uh, and getting the right publisher on board as well and the people i talk to would would be the right publisher so hopefully they if they are listening out there i'm not going to mention you. but you know who you are (laughs) but yeah i'm still very interested in that idea
1: Cool. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. I'm oh, sat welcome. in your studio, and it's, it's. It, I've wanted to be focused on you the whole time, but it's like so hard not to look around. So now we've now we've stopped. I can yeah. let my eyes like scan oh, the room. No spoilers. But, um, no, but no, <laughs> I don't see. I can't see any I've taken my glasses off. Um, thank you for your time, Paul. Really appreciate it. I, I love the fact that you know after a couple of years of first discovering your book through rust i got to sit here and talk to you and it's been a privilege
2: so thank you very much
3: my pleasure too no thanks thanks for the time